Hey, I'm Ben Gill with Oxenfree Film and Motion. And I'm Christian Harris with Aquaways Films. And this is Building the Brand, the hustle behind Orlando's biggest brands. And we are amidst the middle of the COVID-19 crisis, I guess. And um, Christian and I just wanted to jump on here and just talk to each other, kind of interview each other and like hear how our businesses are doing and kind of like group therapy, uh, just kind of like talking through and kind of using this as like a time capsule that we can look back on later and um, see how we were doing, you know, during this pandemic. Yeah, um, it's it's weird circumstances right now, I guess. It's not, um, I didn't think that we would ever be having to do something like this, but uh, I'm glad that we have a, a way to kind of channel our, our advice and our experience to other people. And we actually, uh, Oxford actually shares an office with Christian. Just tell the people like how, how do we interact, uh, even though we're separate businesses, like how, yeah, how do we work together a, on, on set, I guess. That's a so. funny story. I feel like every time someone asks us that, it's like we have to giggle. <laughs> it's kind of interesting, like, because it's, uh, yeah, so me and Ben obviously have really similar companies, but um, we always like to tell people that we do it differently. So uh, I met Ben a long time ago when he was in film school and I was kind of learning on my own and we both kind of just, you know, had similar interests and we kind of started just working together and eventually got an office together. Um, and we kind of work in cahoots together when we need to, uh, when I need a DP or a director sometimes, and I kind of want to produce and be a little more hands-off, uh, you know, obviously like you or one of the first people I go to that I can trust to, to handle projects, especially uh, higher end, like commercial clients and things like that. And I know when you have uh, big sets, big shoots, you are um, usually come to me to do kind of like AD work or uh, any type of like client relation work I, I usually like to help you with. And I think we both kind of, you know, we both work together to, to brainstorm on projects. And I feel like when you have a project, it's kind of mine, even though it's not. And when I have one, it's kind of yours, even though it's not. Um, it's kind of like we help each other out without expecting compensation sometimes. It's just one of those like friendship businesses where I feel like we're both, you know, helping each other out without ex expecting anything in return. And uh, I think that's a really cool part of this business is that we just want both the, we just want each other to succeed in our specific niches. Yeah. And it's been great to see like both of our businesses kind of grow together. Uh, I don't know if it's not really like a competition thing, but I think it's just like, that rising tide raises all ships type of thing where it's like it's cool because like i, I think there is a sense a little bit sense of competition but it's cool because we're not competing against each other with for the same clients I, I mean i guess sometimes we have like similar clientele but i think in general it's like when i watch you get these really big if you get like a really big commercial project i'm like all right i gotta step up my game and i gotta get like i gotta do something big in my area you know i gotta get a huge wedding or i gotta get i gotta do like a huge like uh i gotta get a huge project now but it's never like oh ben got a big project I could have gotten his. It's always like he got his. Now I got to get mine. And like, it's kind of like we want to see each other grow together, I think. And uh, that's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's been awesome to like work together on some like pretty huge shoots. I mean, to have like you've AD'd on some of like the most hectic, crazy shoots we've yeah. done. Uh, some some like for clients that are overbearing and other ones for like high profile talent and just like a ton of crew and um, you've done it all. So calmly and uh, it's it's crazy to, to look at uh like my day-to-day -day sometimes it's like i'll be on a wedding set you know i'll be doing a wedding one day like which is a completely different experience and then the next day i'll be on like this you know coca-cola set with you as an ad and it's just like those two jobs are so different and it's like yeah it, it's like when i try to explain to people what i do for a living it's like well i shoot weddings but sometimes i'm 
an assistant director on <laughs> shoots for Walgreens. So it's like, it's, it's really cool. It's, uh, I think the, it's nice to have that variety, which is why I really like working with Oxenfree a lot. Cause it gives me a, gives me a chance to, to work with, uh, different kind of projects and different kind of clients. Yeah. I think that variety is what, why I keep doing this, you know, it's like, it's never the same and like, right. you never know what's going to come through the inbox and yeah. just like, Oh, we're making a video for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like let's brainstorm how to do a sewage video. You know, like you never yeah. know. It's just crazy how quickly it changed. You know, like, I feel like it wasn't that serious. And then I, it was just like one day it became serious. You know, it was just like, Oh, now every email and text is a cancellation and it's just like everything went to shit, you know, like one day it was like, yeah, I mean, it's really not an exaggeration. Like I feel like, God, I actually remember really specifically sitting on my couch and this all happening and hearing other people talk about like weddings getting canceled and shoots getting canceled. And I think I had like a double header wedding that weekend and it was like a Friday, Saturday wedding weekend. And it was like two really big weddings, like not just like big weddings, literally, but like financially, like they were paying a lot for that specific wedding. It was two of my biggest, like highest paying weddings of the year. So I was like, all right, I just got to get through these two weddings. If I can get through these two weddings, I'll be okay for a little bit. And um, just one after the other, I think it was like an email, like an hour later, and then two hours later, another one, just rescheduling, trying to figure out if we're available, which luckily we were, but it was just like, man, I mean, like the, from that moment on for like two more weeks, I was just like, in the dumps, man. Just like, what am I going to do? Like, you know, that was supposed to, you know, and I think even in normal times, budgeting our money is difficult because we don't necessarily have like a consistent income and it's ebbs and flows. And and now it's like, I was needed that ebb and then, you know, I need that, that I needed that high point and it just kind of went away. And now it's like, well, now what's going to happen? So it was rough that first, that first like week. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was like that. I mean, for me, it was, it was cancellations, like every single thing, you know, like every email that was coming through was something that was getting canceled. Um, and it was just like, that's gone, that's gone, that's gone, that's gone. And like, I think the day before I'd have had like a call with like some of the team and like starting to think about I mean, it's the start of the year. So we were like starting to push forward and, and like thinking about growing and scaling, you know, and like, doing new things as a business and it's like then this happened and all of that stuff got put on hold you know and it's like then you have to have like another bit call with your your team and you're like actually we need all need to just like slow yeah. down and like maybe even like stop working for a bit which is like just really hard to do um i mean neither of us have employees but we do have like permalance contractors um and it's hard when like yes they should probably have other sources of income but I think some of our permalance people don't really have a different source of income. So it's, it's a hard, yeah, that was, a, that was the hardest part. I think for me actually too, it's like, Oh man, now I got to tell, I mean, I think me and you were kind of growing in congruency where we we're just kind of both like, all right, let's expand. Like it's time. And we were getting work enough work and enough, uh, revenue to be like, it's time to try and expand and give me and you the opportunity to kind of like work on growing the business rather than doing like a lot of the edits and, and stuff like that. And having, you know, I, I think we had just done two like permalance editors and uh, we have a project manager who's been working with us for a long time. Who's just like, you know, has risen in our company from something that I was able to do with it by itself to something I never imagined it could be. And, and she was a huge part of that. But I had to tell these these three people like, I can't I can't pay you right now. You know, it was just like really like it's like it's like telling your kids that you can't like, you know, you know, we can't have Christmas this year, you know, it was just like, this sucks, you know, like, I, 
they all had to go home and some people had to go back to like, you know, I think one of my, my freelancers was a college student, a uh, recent graduate and she had to go home and it's like, man, you know, it, it's like our, you felt like this like wave of success coming and then it kind of all just crashed. So we scaled down um, for a couple of weeks and just like entered a holding pattern. Um, and like I was, there was still plenty to do, you know, but it's just like, I have to be the one to do it all because I just don't know what the future holds, you know? So it was just like, um, it was in good, in good faith. Like, I don't want you guys to work without assurances that you could be paid in like a timely manner. So yeah, we just like froze everything. And, um, we have like, had like luckily one corporate client that was like, that's like pretty big. And they were, they were instantly pivoting into turning like an on location interview series, like into a, um, zoom interview series so still has like a high-end like motion graphics intro and outro but now we were tasked with like recording a two-angle zoom thing um which we're kind of doing right now but um so that's that's been the main like i guess like ongoing project with new with not a new client but like that's the only ongoing project we have and it literally only takes me like a couple hours a week so it's like oh no now we have like, like now i have all this time like what should I be doing with this time? Because there's a million things on the back burner that's like, oh, it'd be nice to do that and get this done and do this. But it's like, what should I be doing with this time? I think it's been really challenging. Yeah, but I was going to ask you, um, I mean, I know obviously we've been talking through text and stuff a lot through this uh, pandemic, but what have you, I know you've been doing a lot of, of just kind of oxen free branded content that's not like a uh, client related but just uh just based off of kind of you guys branding yourselves and almost like you're your own client so like what kind of stuff have you guys been doing i guess it was a tough decision but i i just really wanted to like bring my team back in because um it was just crazy like how suddenly it was like scaling down to just just me and i know both both you and i like that's how our businesses were started it was just us you know so we used to do everything um and we still like do a lot you know like it's not like we, we don't do anything now. Um, but it was just like, I could just do the amount of work, like, like client work that we have. It only takes a few hours. Like it could just be me. And then I could just like sit on my hill and be like, have this job that I created for myself. But I, I just like, I didn't do this to like be a job, like just create a job for myself. So I wanted to still be a business. So I've made sure to like, like, I was just like, we got to talk the talk and like, be like be the business be oxen free you know so it's like um i brought the team back and like we started to be more like marketing focused um our producer project manager and like our other producer like just like focusing on social media and just being like loud and like um what can we do to um market what oxen free is about during this time and um so we're kind of using this as an opportunity to um introduce ourselves maybe to our audience that don't really know us and uh it's been sort of weird, like almost like for my ego, I guess, in like many ways, but it, it's been sort of interesting to like start to leverage me as a thing again, you know, whereas like when it was just me, when Oxenfree was just me, it's like, it's me, you know, like I'm, I'm what Oxenfree is, you know, whereas like now I feel like it's something bigger, but now it's like scaling back down in a way. It's like, oh, how can we leverage me as an asset to Oxenfree and like my background like doing tutorials and like educational stuff like my motion graphics background um like what can i be doing like oh i can shoot like why don't i just shoot some stuff in my house and let's like 
all of a sudden I'm just like creating, like just trying to create stuff like constantly and just like, let's just put some stuff out there, but try to try to keep our, um, our standards high, you know? Um, and yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And what we were talking about before with the whole, like, how do you get out of this? Uh, how do you come out of this like fire unscathed is, um, kind of like, I feel like that's what you're doing. You know, I mean, you could come out of this and, and you might not be $1 richer or $1 poorer, but like you have created a new avenue for your company to uh, not so much express itself, but to uh, brand itself or to become, like you said, like its own entity. And, and you just are kind of like a, a way to leverage, um, you know, your talents or skills to make it better, but like it's growing into something more than just you. And I think like if you can come out of this and, and whenever, by the time everything goes back to normal and you have this whole new uh, free flow of content coming out that, um, you know, that you've always wanted to do and it's like inherent to you to do tutorials and to do, uh, you know, to help other uh, professionals in this industry. I think that could just be a whole new channel for you. And then, you know, looking, you know, flash forward 10 years and someone says, hey, well, when did you start doing all of this like tutorial content? Or like, when did you, you know, when did you have the time to do that? And then you can tell everyone, well, you know, when when the pandemic hit, that's, that's, that's when I, uh, that's when I implemented that. And now it's a part of my business. And I think like, that's the goal. That should be the goal for everybody is what can you, how can you come out of this better? And, um, I don't want to get that twisted with like better financially, because that's hard for anyone right now. I don't think that's what I'm focused. That's not what I'm focusing on in this conversation. It's more, how can you improve, uh, in your business and make your business more of maybe what you wanted it to be, I guess. Yeah, and I, I think we touched on it. Um, like, I definitely asked it to you, but now it's like being flipped back to me. Um, like, I kind of did something similar to like what you were saying. Um, I've been starting to like just almost like journal in the mornings, but not like prompts or anything, just like writing what I'm thinking that morning, you know, just like write something. And it could just be like a little list or something. And uh, I mean, something that I've like always not liked about myself in this space is that I, start things and I get them to like 90% of the way done. And then I like abandon them for yeah. like a year. <laughs> like, and like, I will eventually finish it, but I hate the timeline that I like somehow in my brain, like I just have this block and like, that was something I wrote, I think last week or something. It was just like, it's just this idea that like perfect is the enemy of good. And it's like, can I just like, what, what on my list of back burner stuff, like, is almost done that if I was just like with the mindset, like if it's good, let's release it. Like, and it was like a list of like 10 things, you know, <laughs> including like this podcast. Like we had two episodes of this that all we needed to do was record the intro and outro. And it's like so yeah. easy to just be like, well, we don't have time to do that. But it's like, if you change your mindset, it's like, it only takes us like a couple hours commitment and it's like, and then we have it. And it's, I think it's a great thing, like a tool for our businesses to like be interviewing businesses. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it was just like a huge mindset shift for me. And it's just like, I, I'm surprising myself in just these two weeks, like how much we were able to make just with like not spending a lot of time, even though it seems like it would be. And it's some stuff that I'm like the most excited about. I'm like using like 30 minutes here and there to like play with animation and then like uh it'll be a bad day if i open up wix and like start working on the website like that that that'll be a bit that'll be a, a rough period but uh right now i'm just like enjoying like creating stuff and just like doing stuff on the side yeah do you feel like um do you feel like you've with all this time to like kind of think and reflect and um how do you feel like you've changed directions at all with your company or do you feel like you've had almost like revelations of what you want it to be or um or do you still feel like you're in the same track but maybe just uh 
uh, kind of like releasing different kinds of things now than you used to? Yeah, I mean, we definitely had like a big discussion of me, Carrie, and Destiny, just like talking branding first. You know, it was like, what is Oxid Free? Like, what? Uh, what is our change statement, I guess. And it was like, what are we like all about? And just like trying to lock that down and then kind of create our social media plans and stuff like that from that. When this first started, it just, like, I know you and I talked a lot in the first two weeks where it was just like, what are, what are like, we're just like touching base with each other. Like, wait, what are you doing? Cause like, what am I, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and it's like, do we all need to become suddenly like Zoom webinar like monsters where we're just like helping people create remote content? And just it was so st- strange to think about because it's like we're not in control of anything they're doing. It's like we're we can only like advise you. We can't really like be there and do it for you, which is what we normally do. You know, like we can't apply our expertise beyond just like telling you what to do. So, and I just like could not get behind that. You know, like I just couldn't like bring myself or even like want to tell the team like oh let's like start marketing our ability to like record zoom calls and edit them it just like didn't seem right you know it's like not what we're about um so it's been like i keep thinking it's weird that we're going back to like what it was like when we first started oxen free i guess and i think that's what i keep coming back to is like we're now starting from me then like going outward and I know like when I first started Oxford Free with Danny, it was like I was having trouble finding stuff for her to do almost, you know, where it was like there wasn't enough client work that I needed her to work directly on client stuff because we were so young and we just didn't have work, you know. And I feel like I'm s- sort of wrestling with that, too, where it's like there is client stuff for them to do and like budgets and stuff. But primarily it's like they're working on Oxford Free, you know, I'm like p- paying people to work on the company, which is like a weird pivot for us but i think we're we're now like focusing i guess on covid compliant production i think is probably our next phase where we're just like we'll probably just start advertising like we know how to do this like 100 percent safely and like we can do it at any level like we could still do production at the production value level that we used to do it but we can do it safely in this space with no one catching covid19 <laughs> i think that was something i could get behind where it's like oh that's not a huge pivot but that is something that we need to get together and like figure out because you have to like, there's so many guidelines for this stuff. And it's like, I don't, I don't really want to be on a set unless it's safe just from like my own perspective. So it's like, if I'm convincing a team to get out there and a client and like talent and stuff, it's like, it's gotta be safe and like really compelling, but you know, we want to get back on set. We want to start making content again. It's like, are we going to be able to do a brand story again in this space? Cause that's something that we've really focused on recently, but it's like, when's the next brand story that we're going to do? Like, is that, is that something we should be still branding and marketing by? Cause like our website's built about brand stories, you know, and it's like, it's scary. I don't know. Yeah. I think it's like, I mean, that's a forced pivot almost, you know, it's like you have to do that. I don't, I don't know if, um, I don't know how it's going to be after all this ends and everything is back to, you know, quote unquote normal, but like, I think to know for clients to know, like, well, at least this company has thought about this ahead of time. Um, and when I say this company, I obviously mean you guys. Uh, they've thought about this. We don't have to worry about it. They've handled it. They have booklets and manuals, whatever, um, that prove that they know how to do it. And uh, let's go with this because just in terms of like liability and insurance and uh, just you know workers' comp, like we feel safer with this company. And as as you know bad as it sounds like that's going to be a marketing tool for you like in the future like to be able to market that and say 
hey, well, we've done this. And like, we took the time to like figure out how you don't, you, the client don't have to worry about your talent or anyone else uh, getting sick. Um, that's going to be a, a just as a good of a marketing tool as saying, hey, look at my demo reel. So, and that's what I mean by coming out like, higher than you were before. Um, and I think for your situation, I, I think your company works on uh, maybe a little bit on really big sets and working with clients who maybe have a little bit more responsibility for the well-being of their talent and uh, crew. And um, I think that companies who value that are going to value the fact that you guys have thought that out. Yeah. So I guess maybe I need to touch on also that like the COVID compliant thing is just an idea. <laughs> it's a concept. It's like, I think that's pretty soon we're going to have to like, we're going to be asked by somebody like, can you do a set? Sure. It's like, we could be like, uh, yes, but then like we could, wouldn't be able to communicate the safety, you know? And I think that's the biggest thing, but like the reality is like, I'm getting a lot of work, um, motion graphics wise, which is when, when I found that oxen free, it was called oxen free design and it was motion graphics focused. And like, I still do motion graphics on the side, but it's not something we really advertise that much. Um, and now it's like, that's, the majority of what I'm being asked to do is like, oh, you have the ability to do motion graphics. Like that's actually really valuable to us right now because everything's remote and we want things to look high end. And that's one of the only ways we can elevate things. So it's like going back to basics, like in a lot of ways. And I think that's maybe something that's eye opening. It's like, oh, we, we should be leaning into our motion graphics side a little bit more. And it's like, maybe we need an, need more animators. It's like, oh, well, my network of motion graphics artists is pretty small because that's not been a focus of ours, but maybe it should be something that we're focusing on more. So that's another thing, I guess. And how about, how about for you? Like, I, I know the, you have like this big idea of this, um, the home videos, but like, what, what is the reality versus like your expectations or yeah. Like, well, yeah, it's, so. um, I mean, I think the, since we're, you know, we're talking about the pandemic and, and how we're all dealing with it. Like, I think the biggest thing for me, from what I said before is, being able to implement, I guess, ideas that I've had in the past, I just haven't had time to implement and due to just like being busy or like having an excuse for being busy, just like, oh, I'm too busy for that right now. Like I have paid jobs that I have to deal with and big clients and marketing and, and uh, just like logistical issues that are getting in the way of me being able to do these pet projects that I want to do. But now it's like a majority of my work, like as yours may be motion graphics, um, you know, I'm still like editing uh, videos that uh, are that I, I, we did before uh, COVID, and we're getting a lot of inquiries about uh, home videos. Um, we recently did a. Well, let me actually start from the beginning. Um, since the beginning of this year, our, our goal was to kind of create this new channel of uh, Aquas product, which would be like heavily focused on home videos, and that was stems from like I think just my love of home videos and. Um, I would watch when I was a kid, I would just want to watch our home videos all the time. I mean, I'd rewatch them just, I, I don't know why I liked them or what it was about them that was so intriguing to me. And then once I was at my uh, girlfriend's house and we were um, watching me and her were watching home videos and her like 30 person family was out on the porch and no one was interested. And so we were watching it, watching it. And they were kind of confused, I think, while we were watching home videos. And I think like the family was a bit confused, like why not confused, but more just like not um, interested, I guess, in watching them. And so I was watching them with my girlfriend on their couch and eventually people just started to kind of like trickle in and like, oh my gosh, like look, look who it is. It's, it's, it's Gabby as like a two-year-old and how cute. And then eventually within like 20 minutes of watching, starting the first video, there was like 
the whole family was just like crowded in this like living room, like shoulder to shoulder, like, like laughing and crying and like, you know, just like watching these like home videos. And I was like, what, a, what, a, like what else brings families together like this? You know, like what else can bring 30 people from a room into another room and like elicit this like emotion from all these people. And my thought was like, this is really cool. But like, if you don't have a VCR or if you have no way to play these tapes, like, which most people nowadays don't and like your home videos are sitting in your garage. Um, why would you watch them? Like why, you know, you can't, if you don't be sure, you can't watch them. If you don't have the right chords, you can't watch them. Um, and even if you can, you do have those and you are capable of watching them. It's like really long form content of like watching, uh, your two year old swim in a pool for three hours. And a lot of times we found ourselves at, at that time, that instance I was talking about, like just fast forwarding. So it was like, all right, we've seen enough of, of Gabby swimming in a pool or, or we've seen enough of, uh, you know, Ricardo playing with the dog, you know, it's like, let's move on. So my idea was like, if this is so important to these people, um, how can I make it like more viewable, like more watchable, more accessible, more interesting? Um, so I started thinking of like, how can I make, uh, make home videos like a consumable product that people want to um, buy? So we started doing these kind of proofs of concept of, uh, we're actually working on a big one right now um, with someone. Uh, we're doing a we're doing a uh, like proof of concept for them where they gave us all our home videos and we've converted them and we're going through them to kind of make like this ten minute highlight film. And like we've done others in the past and like we're learning from it. And uh, like a lot of my time is going into just almost like market research. It's kind of strange. Like you know we we did one for uh, my girlfriend's family. Um, I mean everyone loved it. It was like a hit. A lot of people were like it's too short we want it to be longer. Like it was like a five minute video. Like we want it to be like 10 minutes. What if it was like 10 minutes? So I'm like getting all of this like feedback from people, um, which is allowing me to like funnel. All right, this is what it needs to be. Like it needs to be like a 15 minute video because people think five minutes too short. Um, they really liked like, you know, and I'm getting feedback from people without them knowing I'm like, like researching them, you know, like they don't know yeah. they're being like their, their words are being used to like, you know, enhance the product. But like, I think that's the best way to do it. And uh, so we're doing one right now that um, is going to be like the first time we're actually doing it for somebody that I, I'm not, I don't know well, and it's almost like a client and we're going to, we're going to treat it as if they were paying us and as if it was a product that we'd be releasing to a paying client. Um, so that's like the last step. And I think once we do that, we're going to start pushing out that product. But um, yeah, that's something that I don't think I would have been able to put as much time into if it weren't for what's going on right now. Yeah. And I think, I think that's testament to like, you should lean into what other people aren't doing or like this little thing that gets you really excited. And you're like, wow, like people are connecting with this. Like maybe I should lean into this. I think it's like a super valuable um, thing to listen to. And I'm glad that you're pursuing it. I think it fits right in the ecosystem of like what branding and messaging you already have, like as part of Aquius, um, just like never forgetting your uh, perfect day and like all of that stuff. So I think it's a great, um, a great direction to go toward. Yeah, it's it's um, it's kind of something that I guess like I never thought could be a job. I guess right, like it's like I used to always edit my home videos just because I wanted to because it was fun. And it's like that cliche of like you know just do what's uh, just do what you love, and eventually someone will pay you for it. Like oh, that always kind of seemed like BS to me. Like that's not real. Like you can do things that you love that people will not want to purchase. But I think in this specific case, it's like I may have found a way to like do something that like I just really like to do, you know, that's like 
I never thought, you know, ever since I was a kid, you know, this like thing that I was like, this could never be, I would never even pretend that would ever be a job. But the fact that I could possibly make that to a job, it makes it feel more uh, personal and like, hey, this is maybe like what I, what, uh, what I should have been doing for a long time. So it's really exciting. And hopefully when we're out of this, it's going to be uh, another another uh, uh, revenue channel for for Aquas. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I like there was something that you mentioned there. And like now I'm like, my brain is just like, like thinking about this thing um, where you, you mentioned like, oh, we want this to be longer, you know, like they they were craving like longer form content. And I'm wondering, like, maybe that will be a um, something that will come out of this is like maybe a craving for stuff that's longer, you know, um, this is not based on any facts or anything, but I just think it's like sort of interesting that like Quibi came out like right now during this, where it's like their whole thing is 10 minute episodes. Um, everything's like short form, you know, whereas like people now in like COVID-19, like they're like, I don't want a 10 minute episode. I want like a six hour, uh, like Lord of the Rings trilogy or something. Like I, I have so much time. I just want to like spend it meaningfully, you know? And it's like, maybe this, um, these home video videos would be something that they're like, okay, that they're longer. Yeah, no. And that's weird. Cause I know me and you have talked so much about like the, the story for so long has been like, you got to make it short. It's got to be short. Like people don't want to watch anything longer than a minute. And, uh, yeah, I think maybe it's weird. Maybe it's just coincidence that we're both, that we're both, uh, feeling we're getting these like feedback at the same time that maybe logger form content is maybe the future for certain things. Like I know you're working on a project now that is, um, I think a little longer than you intended. Right. And, uh, it's yeah. like, it couldn't be shorter. Yeah. And I, I, I'm almost wondering if that sentiment is not real, you know, like that people need it to be six seconds long, you know, like I think people, if the content is compelling, people will watch it, you know, like that's what it is at the end of the day. Like if the story's good, people will watch it. Um, you just got to get it in front of the right audience. I guess like another real quick thing and we could maybe close on something like this is like, how, how do you feel, um, Oxenfree will be different at, after this? Do you think it will be, or do you, uh, or maybe not even Oxenfree, like how do you feel like you'll be different after all of this? I guess that's the scariest <laughs> track to go down. Um, because I, I mean, what I'm most passionate about right now is the brand stories and these like brand documentaries. And I hope that we can get to a, a state again, where we can shoot that type of content. Um, and maybe it's more plausible than we think, but I think it's, it's already like sort of a hard sell because it is such a commitment monetarily and, um, time-wise. Um, yeah. but I, I, I hope that that market is still out there. Um, after this, I'm, I'm really wanting to push toward episodic content. I would love to create like episodic series now. I think that's something that I'm gravitating more toward just like what I'm watching and what I'm doing, you know, is like um limited series and like episodic tv shows um but yeah i could see us like coming out of this being more motion graphics focused which was such a back burner like buried thing that oxenfree did and that is what the motion and film and motion is about um and it is something that we're we can do and that i can do but i'm realizing now like having to dive back in it's like I've fallen behind, like I have stopped learning motion graphics, you know, like I'm, I haven't really considered myself a motion graphics designer in a long time. So it's like the trends that I can do really well, like aren't the trends now, you know? So like my stuff doesn't really look as 
pizzazzy as like other people. So it's like, I might have to go back to school for motion graphics a little bit, um, which isn't a bad thing. Yeah, that's really, but. that's really interesting. I, I kind of want to talk like, what were you, you were saying that you want to do more episode episodic content. That's really, I haven't heard anyone say anything like that before. That's, that would be really interesting. Like episodic content, like with your brand stories. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's sort of like, um, like that journaling stuff I've been doing is like, how, what do you want to be out of this? And like, what type of business do you want to be? And it's like, I don't know. I just, the brand story that we're finishing right now for Snap is like such a perfect pilot episode for like, a, if we did an episodic series about businesses that have transformed Orlando to be something more than Disney World and tour and tourism, you know? And they really like, it really does a good job of making Orlando look really fun and cool and like, on the bleeding edge, you know? And it's like, is there a market where we could be making stuff like that? Like say we pitch this as a package to not just Orlando, but like we go after like Atlanta or like almost like a tourism style thing, but not like the bullshit, like <laughs> montage where it's like actors yeah, yeah. at a, at a bar and then actors at a Shake Shack and then actors at a, you know, it's like, no, it's like, these are the stories of the businesses that came here and transform this place to be the place that they wanted to stay. And like, I think that's those type of stories are so compelling. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's it, really interesting. And it's like that wrestling of like, I went to film school, right? Um, so like, I originally was like, oh, I'm just I'm gonna make movies, you know, like, I'm always gonna make movies and short films and features. That's my path. That's everyone's path. You have to eventually make features. And now I feel like <laughs> I have no interest in making a feature really, you know? And it just seems like that's been forever. Like that's the pinnacle. Like, well, you're always working on your screenplay for your feature. Right. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I couldn't do day playing anymore. Like I, I couldn't go to LA and be a PA. Like I, I, that's not my path anymore. And like commercials and like branded content, I I'm finding a lot of joy in that. And like scripting, scripting based on like real stories, I think is like more of a fun challenge to me than like, writing something from scratch yeah it's, it's kind of weird how yeah yeah no it, it's 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 really interesting how like your idea of what you want to be when you first start to like where you are now is like really weird because like yeah i mean same thing when i was like starting um i mean even when we first met it was like i was almost like i felt like what you're doing now um like your branded docs like i remember you were a little bit more like i remember and correct me if i'm wrong but you almost wanted to you you were really into like doing like these absurdist like narratives and you like remember you wanted to do like these absurd like narrative like comedies for like clients like commercials and like your your whole like i guess like uh, style has changed into this like like cinema doc style you know and like um i feel like the you're almost adapting and, and so am I, I think. And with me, the way I'm doing like the home video stuff, like I think we're just both adapting to like what's consumable now, you know, like the the process of you having to go like shoot, you know, like a, a movie in LA just is not appealing to you anymore. And like, you wanna be someone that is directing these, like you can make a good, you know, you can make a good, like you have now 12 minute doc with, with your crew that you had. and not have to climb up that ladder of being a PA for five years and then uh, second AC and then AC. And then, you know, it's like, you can kind of do this now. And uh, I think that's a cool thing about the world we live in. And it's super relevant to like what, what's going on right now is like, for some people you can't, but in our industry, like it's possible to work remote and like to make money to and, and do things with small teams. And like, 
um, like guerrilla style, make really, really cool content. Like with the advent of YouTube and like even Netflix, people are getting like Netflix is shortening their content too. And like putting a bunch of different stuff up there. Um, they're like, the world's just very open source to us now where we can like create content and find viewers. And um, I think the interesting, the good thing about that is that I think if we were in the old world of filmmaking, where like, we couldn't, you know, make these things. And, you know, if you, you know, you can make this like really cool doc with, you know, your team in Orlando, like you may have not been able to do that, like for as cheap as you can now, 30 years ago or 20 years ago, right? Like you would have had to have, so and you couldn't have done a lot of this remote work and remote editing and sharing of libraries and things like that. So it's uh, I think we're it, the positive is that we're in a time where it's e- it's easier to to maintain a digital company, digitally based company under the shadow of like a pandemic. But yeah, uh, and I so. think like a crazy thing too is like it's uh it's exciting but it's also like terrifying is when you like at the beginning you know when we probably probably first started it's like we had like a T2I and like everything we shot looked like garbage, you know? And it's like, now we're probably at a state where it's like the distance between us and like, a, you know, like the highest level of this, like production wise, it's like, it's not that far. Like the cameras that we have access to, we could shoot something that could be on the silver screen, you know, like us having a Netflix series wouldn't be a far throw, you know, like we could yeah. do that. Like, and, I, and like if, tomorrow we had to do it i think we could figure it out you know whereas like when you're starting you're like oh that's so far away and it's like no it's like the the gap is is smaller you know and then it's like you have no more excuses it's like you have the resources to create anything at any level of production and it's like oh no now we actually have to deliver on that on those like those levels you know yeah, I think um, I, I think I just want to ask you one more question too, uh, and let's close it out on this. Um, in, in terms of, of just like I guess uh, you can it could be mental health or it can be business advice or it could be um, just anything. I guess right now going on, what would you advise people to do? I mean, I know like your like uh, your process of even like when you wake up in the morning and and how you like work from home is important for you, like what would you offer to people, I guess, especially in our industry? Like, what would you tell them? I know you are kind of working with different clientele than I am and uh, we're, we do different kinds of videos. So like maybe speak to your audience a little bit more people who, uh, who are not getting the, these like big, you know, commercial clients, like they are, they used to be able to like, what, what advice do you offer to them to try and maintain their business during this time specifically? Yeah. Or just how to get out of it. I mean, we've already talked about it, but I felt like you asked me and I kind of gave my, like philosophical oh, okay. like, thing. Gotcha. So I was kind of giving you the opportunity to do the same. Yeah. Um, so I'm just a very structure-based person. And I, I um, am like during this pandemic, I'm like consuming content that's like focusing on like AI and robots and like what it means to be a human. And I just feel like I'm just like, I'm, a ro- I'm turning into a robot and I'm like, wait, am I a robot? And then I'm like, so I'm watching devs and Westworld and like Blade Runner and like everything where it's just these robots and these, and what does it mean to have feelings and consciousness? Um, so I guess I'm just like a very structure based and like self-improvement has always been like a super big thing on me where like I'm not willing to do the same thing twice and like do it, like just settle, you know, and like do it um, the same way every time. Um, so I guess like I just have like set ways that I do things throughout the day just so that I am optimized for productivity, which um, 
not to say that everyone has to be like 100% productive during this, but this is just like what, what I do to stay productive and like do it without like freaking out all the time. Um, I think I just like, I have like really, really big tunnel vision. Um, when it comes to things like this, you know, like I, I think I'm really good at putting my head in the sand and like, or just like putting blinders on and just like doing what's in front of me and just like trying to set up my tracks. So, um, I don't count the days that we've been in quarantine. Like, I don't, I don't know if people are doing that, but don't do that. Like, like this is day 400 of the quarantine. It's like, don't keep track of it. I, I, I don't look at news. I try not to look at my phone, um, that much in the mornings. Cause I was finding that like, if I was like on Twitter and Facebook and stuff in the morning and like looking at news and like the headlines, like it put a cloud over my whole day and just like wiped me out. Like I couldn't do anything. Like, and I was like spinning my wheels. Um, I've tried to like keep the same routine that I would have if I was going into the office. So like I, um, do a little workout in the morning and then I like make breakfast and, um, and take a shower. And then I like get dressed as if I'm going to work. And like, I put my shoes on, I think is the number one thing wearing my shoes right now. Um, <laughs> and it's like that little task of wearing your shoes in your own home. is like alien and like, yes, you're making your floors dirtier, but the difference is, is subtle, but it's important. You know, it's like, I don't know. It like puts me in the mindset, like, Oh, I'm at work. And once I'm done with work, there's just that like routine and, and habit of like taking off your shoes. And that's like, and then you get to sit on the couch, you know? Um, I think this is a really long winded answer, but I, and I started like this week, just like sitting at the table with my, my cup of coffee and just like doing a to-do list every day. I've always been a person that like, I've had the to-do list like in the ether behind me or like, I don't actually write it down, but just the tangible every day, like having the one from last, uh, from yesterday and copying it over to a new piece of paper with all the new ideas I have. And that's actually been like really helpful and actually helped me like achieve the things on my to-do list. Um, because before, like I would just do, like I would just wander. I don't know. I'd get lost in like emails or something, like something that wasn't even on the list or just like not related to anything. But when you have like just six things that you kind of wanted to get done, like whether you get half of them or whatever, but I think that structure has really helped me stay sane. So for people listening, like what, when, when do you do that? Like, so when do you, um, I guess, when do you sit down and write out that, that, that next to-do list for the day? Are you doing that at night before you go to sleep? Or are you doing it in the morning, like the day of, or? I do it the day of, I mean, all of, basically everything I just talked about was like what I do before I start working. So it's like right now I'm doing it at the start of my day. And I think some people find it really helpful to do it at the last thing they do before they go to bed. If you're finding like you can't get to sleep because you're just constantly thinking about what you still have to do, I would put it, I would put it there, you know, like you kind of got to listen to your own brain and like, we don't think of ourselves as animals, but we are animals and we are trainable. So it's like, you can train yourself to do certain things, you know? So it's like, if you're finding that you can't sleep because you're just like running through like, oh my gosh, I got to edit this. I got to do that tomorrow. It's like, just have like the notepad by your desk or by your bed side and just like, write them, write the six. It's like, it doesn't take long. It takes 10 seconds. And then, um, but I, I'm able to, I guess it's that tunnel vision thing. I, I can shut it off pretty well. Um, so I do it like first thing in the morning and I do it at a separate space. I don't do it at my desk. I do it like at the kitchen table. And then once I'm finished with my to-do list, then I can go to <laughs> my desk. Yeah. I think like what you're saying is similar and, and people are different. Like I think me and you, especially, I think the interesting thing about us is like, we, I think we're very different in the way our brains work. Um, I, I know you're very structured, um, like very, um, 
step-by-step like logic-based uh i might be a little more driven by like my emotional thoughts i guess and and how i feel um which is a good i think a good way to i guess appeal to both i think that you're either one or the other i mean i mean there's probably mixing but like uh i know a lot of people in my uh who in my thought processes and uh, how i how i act and how i kind of go throughout my day um I'm a huge like overthinker. Like if I get caught in like a, uh, a whirlwind of like bad thoughts or negative thoughts or um, just like what I haven't done or what I can't do or what um, what's happened in the past, like I just it's cyclical and you'll 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 paralyze yourself. It's um and uh, it, it's one of those things that your emotions kind of uh, overtake you. So a really good thing that I've been doing lately that I've been well, trying to do. I don't do it every day, but. I'm trying to do it more and it's, I mean, it's, it's like visibly helpful. I mean, it's, it's like, if I do it, I have a better day is staying busy. Like if I just like take an hour break and like sit on the couch and I start thinking about things and thinking about like, oh, like, man, this job that got canceled because of the pandemic or man, this, like this bill, like that I would have been able to easily pay if I had this job or it just becomes this like tornado of like, and you literally, you physically paralyze yourself. Like you can't, like I, you get this like overwhelming feeling in your body of like, well, I'm not active anymore. But the days where I'm just like, those thoughts creep in and I'm like, all right, what's my next thing? Like, what do I need to do now? Like if, if I can get past that, it's a really weird form of like meditation of like, let that thought just like go away. Because like when you start, people like me, um, overthinkers out there, like when you start thinking about that thing and it gets too deep, that meditation is not going to work. You're going to be stuck in it. So like, I've been really trying to like, once I start thinking about things that, you know, where you were talking about, you can't look at the news in the morning because it just destroys your day. Like, I think that for some people, like that happens all the time. Like, oh my God, like this thought, this negative thoughts about yourself and your business. And you just got to like have that thought, let it go and then move on. And like when I'm working all day and I'm like keeping my mind focused on like the present and what's happening in front of me and like getting things done by the time it's like six o'clock and I'm done working or five o'clock and I'm done working. I feel just like this overwhelming feeling of like uh, uh, success, joy, and just like accomplishment. And then I'm not stressed for the rest of the night. It's like, I got done what I need to do. Um, there's nothing I can feel bad about and that's it. I can relax. And it's, it's like being back at work again because it's really hard to like stay focused and busy when you're at your house all day. And like at work, it was easy because like there's nothing else to do but work. So like I always came home feeling semi-accomplished here it's tougher. So like, I think mentally focusing on like, Hey, like, okay, I had that really bad, you know, thought I had that really, um, um, kind of negative self thought about, you know, my, you know, what's going on with this whole pandemic and what's happening to, you know, people's businesses and what's happening to your own business. Like just have it, get it over with, and then just keep working. It's going to help you a lot. in in the way that, uh, uh, how you feel when you, when you go to bed, you know, like you don't want to feel like you didn't do shit all day. Right. Yeah. And it's like, these are, these are tips that we've like this process that I just described, like that was like last week that I finally found a way where it's like, Oh, this is how I, this is how I'm the best. It's like, if I do this, 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 it's like, that's like a month in, you know, like I've been spinning my wheels for a month being like down and like, it's been hard to like get going. And like, now it's starting to like, Oh, this is how, we can adjust to what this is like. And at least like it, it's really comes down to how you feel. Like if you feel productive or if you feel accomplished, even if it's just small victories, you just, it, everything else is out of your control at the end of the day, you know? So it's like, if you dwell on it, it's gonna, 
it's gonna like it's not helping yeah. anything and everyone has their own ways you know like everyone has their own ways of dealing with stuff and like i think the main thing you could probably take from my and your advice is like figure out what makes you have the most like when you have a good you know you're going to sleep at one night and you feel like crap and then what happened that day like why did you why do you feel that way and then think about a night that maybe you went to bed and you felt really good about yourself like what did you do that day and my thing was if I get a lot done and I focus on work and not just work, like going to going for a run or like working out or doing stuff that is productive. That's not just like sitting and thinking about things and watching TV. Like if you can do that. And like, for me, if I, if I was able to do that when I wanted to relax, I was able to relax. But if I didn't do much all day, if I didn't wake up till 10 and didn't um, start working till noon and I only got three hours of work done, by the time it's seven, I'm like, what the hell did I do all day? So it's like, everyone's got to find their thing, but like, it, it just be, I think you just got to be conscious of, of what, how you're feeling that day. And, and you got to, it's like adapt or die kind of situation right now, you know? Yeah. And like, listen to yourself, you know, like if, is this thing bringing me joy, I guess, like that um, Marie Kondo stuff, but it's like, like, uh, I was noticing that like I'd spend an hour scrolling my feeds on my phone and then I'd be like in a bad mood after that. And I'd be like, why did mm -hmm. I do that why am i why am i making it a routine on my day that i spend an hour every night scrolling my feeds when i come out of it i'm not feel i don't feel better i feel awful you know <laughs> or like yeah. i feel worse like you almost like gauge it on like a scale from one to ten like how did that activity make you feel like or like you play a video game is like i feel better or like maybe you're like watching a tv show you're like oh that was a really nice escape whereas like you just got to like gauge everything around you and and maybe it's changed like through this but um just listen to yourself yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's like uh it's um it's just harder now because you're home all the time and it's so easy to like it's just so easy to get distracted and just be uh, like bleh you know it's easy to go on your phone and like get yourself wrapped and play video games and get wrapped up in stuff that's like not work related and uh if you can somehow figure out a way to to stay out of that i think you'll be in good shape um yeah so i, I mean we just spoke for a good, good amount of time but i think there's some awesome nuggets in there and i think i'll really enjoy like looking back on this and like yeah. hearing the state of like where we were and like the ideas that we were having then and like see like how these came to fruition like in the coming months so yeah hopefully hopefully someday it'll be like uh they'll be interviewing you and you can be like hey actually there's a zoom meeting i have that uh i was highlighting all of these things and <laughs> i can show it to you so if you want to see these ideas happen in real time watch and listen to this <laughs> episode of this, this idea was born yeah yeah but, but yeah, it's so good to uh, talk I mean, to you, man. Yeah, same here, man. And uh, I hope everyone out there listening, obviously, is is doing good and, and you know, take our advice as, as much as you can, but make it personal to you. And everyone has their own way of dealing with things. So um, thanks for thanks for listening. And, and obviously, Ben, thanks for going through all your stuff with us. And so, yeah, we'll see you guys on the next one. I'm sure the next one will be more uh, more standard to what we what we do. All right. Thanks for listening, guys.